Hey guys, thanks very much for listening into the Game Changers experience. Today, I wanted to just highlight the fact that we are launching a brand new initiative for you guys. If you'd like to showcase your business and you'd like to get more impact in the world, you'd like to reach a different audience, we are Our podcast is in the top 2.5% in the global rankings. We have listeners from all over the world, from about 35 to 40 countries worldwide. It's absolutely epic. If you're interested in learning about how you can advertise and sponsor our show, please do me a favor and drop me an email. It's hello at adamstrong.net. It's hello at adamstrong.net. And the subject heading is sponsorship. And me and my team will be happy to uh, drop you a message with the details. Take care and enjoy. Enjoy this episode. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have another fantastic, fun pack show. And uh, today doesn't disappoint because we have someone slightly different in terms of like their background. And that's what really excites me about today's show. Uh, we've got the amazing Tim Brannion on the show today. Tim is effectively an entrepreneur. He's an investor. He's been living in the tech space, which we're going to be talking about. But also, he's a former United States Air Force veteran. And uh, even though I'm British, right, I'm always bigging up the uh, the armed forces. Um, he's also... Um, I was going to say, um, he's also talks a lot about, especially in like previous shows with other uh, podcasts, he talks a little bit about combat tours and daily gunfire and things like that. And, you know, and mental obstacles that he's has ha- had, to, had to overcome, not just in his business, but also in his personal life. Now, some of the things mm-hmm. that we're going to be talking about actually today, guys, is we're going to be talking about the relationship or the connection between actually the Air Force and also entrepreneurship. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Secondly, we're going to talk about is content really king? A very interesting, controversial, thought-provoking question. And we're also going to be talking about the types of content that can be monetized. And, and I know that Tim is a bit of a, an expert when it comes to that. So Tim, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Adam, for having me on here and that enthusiastic introduction. I'm, I'm pumped to be here and have a conversation with you. All good. All good, brother. All good. Listen, um, inter- interestingly enough, I'd love to, for the, for the, for the people around the world, because I know that we are, um, for you guys that are probably listening in from one of the 41 countries that are listening in right now, which is amazing. Um, and uh, I'm really extremely grateful for you guys that are listening in. But I'd love for you to just quickly give us a little bit of a snapshot just prior to prior before you got into the tech world, which is what you're, you know, what you're doing now with the the True Fans app and stuff like that. Um, tell us a little bit more about your experience in the in the military. Yeah, no, no sweat. So, um, grew up blue collar town, not a whole lot of options. Restlessness and discontent became that starting point to audit my life and figure mm-hmm. out what a a good trajectory would be towards you know this idea of success. Um, joined the military is one of the smartest choices that I made early on. Got me out of my hometown, got me around different people. 
I had purpose. Um, I was fulfilled. Uh, and that lasted for a short stint. And then I realized where I was going, where I would end up and that, you know, the, the next kind of restlessness and discontent point came. Uh, I transitioned, went to school, got super bummed out, felt like cattle, uh, <laughs> immediately felt compelled to change again. And I, I, I uh, it worked similarly for the Department of Defense, but as a civilian contractor overseas, made a ton of money, got to meet awesome people and travel. I was single with no kids. Um, but I was miserable after about three years, it was groundhog's day time became this, like I would see quotes about time and, and realize that I was trading my life for money and, uh, that didn't sit well for me. So I became obsessed with true freedom and how I could, uh, design a life I didn't need a vacation from. So I wrote down everything in the book and long story short, technology, digital real estate apps, uh, the online world made a lot of sense. So with no formal education or no formal real experience at that point, uh, I had a lot of belief. It was belief on fire, man. And um, through failure and adaptation and solving puzzles and not quitting, I've arrived where I'm at today. We've had some huge wins, have, have made millions of dollars online and helped hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people throughout our platforms. And, uh, you know, I guess I can fast forward now where I'm at. I'm at a place where I, I am building a personal brand and I want to give back. And I'm, I'm a dad with two awesome kids. I've got a wife. I live back where I grew up. I came back home in the Midwest and I've kind of, you know, we stamped our flag here. This is home. And um, I'm excited to do what I can with what I have right where I'm at. That's so. cool. That's cool. I love that. That's, that's very cool. You, you know, it's interesting when you're talking about the whole kind of like military thing where you're like super excited for three years, then you, I don't know, was it, was it like an epiphany? Would you wake up one day thinking, oh shit, I don't want to kill anyone anymore? Right. <laughs> well, thankfully I never had to do any of that. We can get into some of the crazy stuff that did happen, but um, you know, for me, I, in the military, everybody's got ranks, right? right? And you can see, you start at this point and through these various pre- almost pre-decided prerequisites, you can get to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. So what's unique is when you're working in your, uh, we'll call it your, your office, you're working in your sector, you can see the people further along the line. You can see where you'll end up very likely if you continue on that trajectory. And for me, you know, just like the, the trading the time for money and, and essentially being a, a ranked employee uh, and ultimately seeing where I would be, it didn't, it didn't really sit well. Um, so for me, I was like, okay, how can I continue this success trajectory? And I started becoming obsessed with what is success to me? What is wealth to me? Mm. And it didn't align with the military long-term. Amazing opportunity to start, but it wasn't this thing that was going to be able to pay me long-term the way that I think, uh, I, the way that I thought I, I could be paid. Okay, that's interesting. That's that that's really interesting. Uh, you know, when I when 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 I when I thought of uh, Air Force, right, I was thinking like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that cool, man. That cool. No, so I was mili- I was military police. I started out doing uh, basic. You know, I was 18 years old. It, okay. I was checking entry and, and exit uh, different restricted areas, like ID badges, making sure the right people were getting to the right place. Yeah. glorified mall cop really and then <laughs> that 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 escalated and, and i did some law enforcement then i got a chance to work in tech i was in what's called a control center so emergency response center yeah. doing dispatch and controlling different different areas of operation and 
that was kind of my first hardware tech job um, that I had. So that was cool. That's cool. Very good. So, I mean, you know, so I, I guess my, my, my first initial big question was like, what did you, and I know that you had a, you've gone on a bit of a journey, right? You know, Air Force mm. uh, entrepreneur. I mean, that, that is, that is a, 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 it's kind of like a polar opposite, right? Very much a polar opposite. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yes. What did you, what did you, what do you see? I mean, now looking at where you're at right now, what do you see the, the real connect? What did you take from the military? From the air force and bring it into what you're doing right now what were the kind of transition what you know were there some skills that you learned was there some kind of like i don't know aha moments it's like oh i wouldn't do that in the military so why would i do it now type of thing any thoughts right so the military gave me a, a, a ton of things that i've i've kept um you know our core values right the, the united states air force core values are integrity first service before self excellence in everything that you do and then while those are really easy to say, acting on them every day, even when somebody's not watching, even when you don't feel like it, and, and just the profoundness of those words, um, as corny as some people might think that they are, if you incorporate those into your life and your business, um, those are good things. I think they can yield prosperity. The other thing was just discipline, showing up. I, I kind of mentioned that already with the core values, but man, <laughs> do it, the thing that's not marketed is the boringness in the pain of just chopping the tree down before we, <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, before we even jumped on this, Adam, you and I were talking, we we're chopping it up. And you said that you've done like over a thousand of these. Most people would quit at 10. I don't know the exact average, but most people would quit at 20, 10 or the day that it, they don't feel good. And, and there's something to be said for that. And, and I, uh, I have grit. And I think a lot of that was built up or at least started like proving to myself that I could work through some of the pains and the discontents and the annoyances of the things that need to get done. Um, so those are, those are a couple of things. And then just the desire to serve like that, the desire to build and the desire to play a position in a mission is something yeah. that I've just, that was like aggravated in the military. I'm, it is my responsibility to serve. And I will do that until I am no longer on this planet. <laughs> that's very cool. You know, and I think that's probably one of the one of the reasons why I thought, you know, you'd be a great, great guest on today's show, because that, you know, that again is very much one of my belief systems. You know, my good friend Bob Berg, who, who wrote The Go-Givers, you know, he also talks a lot about, you know, if you serve and you give value to people, then, you know, the universe will reward you like, you know, multiple times over, it doesn't even have to be monetary wise, you know, it can be like anything you want it to be, but I guess it's just about manifesting the right things of the outcome. And then over time, they will come. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Coming from a place of, of service, I think is a great thing for, especially like entrepreneurs, a lot of, a lot of people, maybe when you first start, it's all about the money. How do I, how do I get this much money? Or I need this, or I need that. And the paradigm, when you, when you actually, you know, set out to have good ideas, it doesn't always happen. But when you set out with open eyes and open ears and you're receptive to solving problems, like you, you're, you're, you're open and aware to that. I think that that's when good ideas happen. Yep. And that's when you really start to generate a following. You really start to generate 
an income when you are committed to the service of your 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 people um and yeah those people that that do that they go out and do amazing things and and there's fulfillment to be earned from that i think there's impact there's income all these cool things and then uh who you become in the process hopefully you remain a good dude or a good person absolutely (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a good point um interestingly enough because i know that you know with uh one of your i suppose call it big big projects which is like your business true fans app you know which you turn into a a multi-million dollar uh effectively business right which is crazy i mean how how long have you when did you you know what, what what was the timeline over that was that like over a 10 year period or what was that what about oh man it, it happened uh, really fast it's been about two and a half years damn now um we just we just broke beyond 230 some odd thousand users across the planet we're in like 46 different countries wow. we're processing payments in like 113 different currencies which is cool to see like on the back end <laughs> like the analytics um, but it all started man with just again just being observant, kind of listening and, and seeing what sucks. And specifically for creators, what sucked or our, our ideal user is somebody with an audience, somebody who uh, is, is, has created a community. What, what sucked for them over historically, you know, over the timeline is that they've been undervalued, they've been underpaid, they've been silenced and diminished. Their reach has been uh, impacted by algorithms because the traditional social media is meant to uh, incentivize the pay-to-play model. You buy ads, you buy reach, you buy your target audience, et cetera. And that, that needed a shift. Yeah. Um, and while we weren't first to market by any means, there, was just, there were several com- companies out before us. Uh, we didn't invent the wheel, but we're doing a, a really damn good job becoming the logical choice. And that's, that's exciting. So. Love that. Um, you know, you know, it's yeah. interesting. You, you you picked up a a really good point there, which was, you know, all of these what I call so so called content creators that you know that feel like they're just giving their secrets, their whatever it is that they're giving away, and not getting compensated for it, and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, they go down this road of it affecting your mental health because you don't have enough bills to pay. Uh, you know, to, enough money to pay for your bills and, and so forth, so forth. So my question really is, is, is content really key? Uh, yeah, I think, I think your content is you. And if you give yourself permission to be yourself and authentically put yourself out there, like that is super unique. There's no one else like you. There's no one else that is, is going to have the, the ideas and the things that you do. You are unique. You, you are the content. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, there's a ton of power in that. And there's a ton of opportunity for you to build no like and trust and authentic relationships with people. And what I've seen, you know, and I own a, a massive social media platform. What I've seen is it doesn't matter how many followers somebody has an indirect correlation with their monetization. It matters how many people are, are actually connected to them. So we've seen people with 5 million, 10 million followers do significantly less, uh, less in, in monetization than somebody with like 5,000 mm. followers, but they're like true fans, yeah. you see? Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's been, that, that's been interesting, but yeah, content is, it's important to, to be out there, especially if we're talking about, you know, your business, 
you're, you're somebody that's building a personal brand, you have something to give. Um, people are online first before they're making decisions and your digital brand, your digital presence matters now more than ever. Yeah, no, I absolutely 100% agree with you on that one, especially as we're kind of transitioning from information age to more kind of like digital, digital age, you know, where people are trying to still figure out like what that looks like. Does that make sense? No, totally. No, I mean, so I, I built a platform a, f- a few years ago called RepuStream, mm-hmm. RepuStream.com. I think the website's still up. It's a little outdated, so don't judge me. It's been on the <laughs> shelf since COVID. But uh, so with that platform helped people transition their offline reviews to online. So mm-hmm. it, it, it integrated at the point of sale system. Somebody could ask somebody for a review and then it would publish that on whatever review site they wanted. It's a really cool piece of technology. We're, we're rebuilding it now, but um, yeah, reputation matters and you can do that through a conglomeration of ways. But, but again, like I said, this is just, a, you know, you can look up the statistics. People are looking you up online before they pick up the phone, before they send you a message, before they decide to make a purchase um, or, or get in touch. They want to find out, you know, they're asking for referrals, et cetera, or looking at if it's a good fit. Hmm. analyzing and i did also want to preface to like give some reasons so so when people think of the word true fans they might immediately associate us with some of the competitors out there i need to explain the things that make us different because we went out and set out to have a really good idea but we needed to uh, come up with these these things that were going to make us stand out or be different Mm-hmm. Um, so we could go to market effectively. We wanted to have an offer that was silly for somebody to refuse. Yep. You know, so so one of those things is we made it 100 invite only. So not just anybody can get access. Even if people that. want to get access here, they're going to have to go through you, Adam. I'll give you access, <laughs> and then you can be the gatekeeper. Um, yes. And then, yeah. So so then so number one, we're 100 invite only. Not just anybody can gain access. So we're less of Walmart and more like a country club. Uh, the next thing is that we pay more, uh, we pay faster. We, we just launched instant payments. So as soon as your funds are active, nice. uh, you can take a direct withdrawal instantly and it comes out within seconds. And then the biggest thing is, you know, we've got additional functionality and features no one else has to help creators monetize no matter what niche they're in. And then, you know, we don't allow adult content. So we're a home for people that would love to have a membership site or a fan site, but don't necessarily want to be associated with the adult niche. So that's where we stuck our flag and it's been awesome. Um, we're, we're, uh, we're excited about how receptive people were to that and our branding and our messaging is all centered around that. So we're, we're glad to be a home and we got lucky too, man. Like when we launched, uh, it was right when COVID was happening. Like we went public, nice. we had a beta group and we were launched, <laughs> we launched beta live and, <laughs> We were a life preserver for a lot of people that their business, you know, whether they're comedians, musicians, they're on the road, coaches and and speakers like you, right? We were able to give them a platform where they could still be at home, but casting their message out uh, to their audience while monetizing and, you know, cozy. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes complete sense. You know, I was going to say to you, actually, because, I mean, there is a lot of, um, you know, platforms out there or technology that you can use. Whether it be mm-hmm. whether it be um, uh, a social media stream, whether it be Carter, which is a membership site, or whatever it might be, but there are many different, I suppose, features mm-hmm. of different different, I suppose, software essentially. But what would you say, like from your perspective, what differentiates 
like you the way that you've developed your tech compared to other tech right and, and i'm familiar with kartra and membership management systems and like kajabi kartra is awesome i use kartra um and entreport all these other platforms mm -hmm. patreon uh, can name the other ones as well and what i what we typically do when we're looking at building something is, is do what, what we call reconnaissance. We go out and we kind of see what's, what's out there, what's available, what people like, what people don't like. And then we create features and functionality simply by listening. We keep our finger on the pulse of the, of the client and the user. And we ask, hey, would this be cool? Would this be cool? Or we have, a, we have a, uh, an area where people can upvote or downvote features nice. that we're thinking is a cool idea. Like and that. then based on the most popular one, that's when we roll up our sleeves and build that thing. So that's, that's how we developed what we call the vault. And it's kind of like the creator has their own Google share drive of folders that they can sell for a one-time unlockable price of a conglomeration of content. So whether they're a fitness influencer, a chef, a model of some sort, whatever, um, they can fill these folders kind of like a, a learning management system would have. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, design them as they see fit. So we've taken inspiration from other features and, and functions. Um, I think the thing that makes this stand out is that it is a native app for creators to use and it's familiar like traditional social media. It's not a very complex thing to start sign up set up and launch there's really three steps it takes maybe 12 15 minutes and they don't have to have the knowledge or the uh, skill that some of these other platforms do take like while they may be easy for for you and i to get on and, and you know uh, use kartra or entreport yeah. things of that nature it's not very simple for others no, so it I, takes I a lot of the complexity out I totally get that because I, I, you know, it, that's right. The biggest fear I think for a lot of entrepreneurs is like, oh my god, another piece of software. It's, it's new. Oh my god, do I jump on the train and then take at least five years learning about how the functionality is going to work? Right. This is, and then then you realize after spending those five years, you think, oh shit, right? I've just spent like five, uh, ten thousand bucks on a product that I don't even need. Yep. No, I get, and and it's. You know, it creates um, apprehension and it creates nervousness. And we want yeah. people to be able to use it, interact with it, enjoy it. Both sides, both the subscriber, that's the consumer of the content that they want and need. And then the creator who's actually distributing their service, their information, their their goods, right? So make it as easy as humanly possible. And that's, that's one of the areas that we looked at pretty heavily with UI, UX, which is user interface, user experience. Yeah. Yep. So, very cool yeah. love it very good you know uh, one of the uh one of the things that i'd really love for you to share because i know that working with you know you, you'd mentioned uh you you have a lot of people that are currently using true fans what are the things that work well for them in terms of content like how can our listeners monetize their content because i feel like you know giving you giving everything even the soul to your devil to try giving everything away and i'm all about service right but they'll always come to a point where you're like hey i really need to commercialize like this opportunity what's your thoughts yeah so if we, if we take all the different types of of creators right there's a ton there's musicians there's chefs there's models there's artists of, of all different types so if I could just take one user profile, right? Let's take, let's take the fitness influencers, this profile that I could explain how they could use it. And then that's, 
that's these same methodologies are applicable across a wide variety of different creators. So if I'm a fitness influencer, I know things about nutrition. I know things about different exercises. I know things about even, even mental things that I could get over my obstacles and how I maybe perceive myself or what I give my position, what, what I give myself permission to do my standards. So that's more like psychological and mental hurdles. So I have all these, these value propositions and ultimately I know that I can give somebody this result, right? I know my value there. So the first thing that we have to do when we're working with creators is help them know their results. Some people don't, you know, some of these creators are just focused on what they're creating and that, that requires a lot of bandwidth. So they're not this entrepreneurial creator hybrid, which we like to manufacture. We help them, to, you know, kind of build that muscle as an agency in a way. Yep. Um, so the first thing is, is helping them price what they have and what they do uh, and the result that they're able to give. Coaches need the same sort of advice as well. That's right. Yep. A lot of cases, they sell the result, not the package, et cetera. Uh, so what they're already doing in a, a lot of cases is monetizable. They're, they're giving away workouts. They're showing their, um, their meal plans. They're showing, they're giving away information. Mm. All you really have to do is limit how much you're giving away for free and then sell the 10% or the behind the scenes of what you're doing. Yep. So if I'm a fitness influencer, I'm going to show people this podcast. Let's assume that we're talking about fitness and influence. Hey, if you guys want to see the behind the scenes before me and Adam jumped on this recording, or if you want to see the last five questions he's going to ask me, it's going to be inside my true fans. That's where we go into this, 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 this. So make sure you click on the link, join us in there. This helps me support like my goals to get to the Mr. Olympia. And this helps me, you know, da, 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 da. And it's like, come on the inside. That's where things are really happening. And that's where I'm going to communicate with you. And that's where I invest the most because that's how I get paid to post. Love it. So that, that same strategy can be applied to a multitude of different arenas. Mm. It's just a matter of getting clear on what you're going to provide on the front end and what you're going to save for your internal uh, true fans. Yep. Love it. Very cool. You know, it's mm -hmm. interesting. I, and, and, and I don't know if you've ever come across this, but, you know, you're going to get people in different industries, uh, whether it be a financial advisor, whether it be a lawyer, attorney, whatever it might be. And you're probably ever you're probably going to come across this before, right, Tim? Where mm -hmm. they that that you kind of they're looking for new ideas, right? Whether it be content ideas about how to generate new business, how to generate leads, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then right. they turn around and they say, Oh, but you know what? For that fitness influencer, it's much easier for them. Oh, it's much easier for the model, it's much easier for the hairdresser. But sure. what they would you say it's easier for people in certain industries to monetize their content compared to others? What are the factors that affect this? Me personally, I think it's mindset, but I don't know. What's your thoughts? Yeah, so mindset's definitely one. Um, if you're in your own way, it's hard to get out of it. And, <laughs> and if, you're, if you've decided that it's this way, then you're right. You know, whether you think you can or whether you think you can, you're right. I think Henry Ford... That's his, his famous quote, <laughs> and it's so profoundly true. So if you're in that boat or you're in that camp, you're not really open and receptive to different realities, mm. you may want to start there to, to opening your eyes or opening your mind to the potential that you could be mistaken. I would, I would say that, um, you know, we, we have seen, 
uh, we've seen people that the thing is, if you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like one. If you treat it like a hobby, it'll pay you like one. So the people that go out and get it, that really have goals to hit, you know, the thousands of dollars per month, or they have bigger aspirations, bigger belief, bigger desire, they invest and they do things like PR, they find opportunity, they get a coach, you know, they, they find different methodologies organic to do shout outs or, you know, get featured on podcasts, get featured on different YouTube channels. They go out and they seek their audience and they're putting out content and they're not in their own way. Um, they've just decided. And there's so much to that uh, outside of some of the nuance. Now, are there variables? Sure, maybe. Um, but is there, if there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, I'm always for adaptation. Maybe that's another military thing too. You know, you adapt and overcome. It doesn't matter that the situation that you're presented with, if you know you need to go here, you need to solve the puzzle. You need to learn the lesson. You need to get through if you really want to be here on the other side of that fear barrier, whatever it is. So that's, that's the mentality I typically take. So that. yeah, that's cool. You belong exactly where you choose to be. You know, it's interesting. We have a we have a saying. I, I suppose I don't know if they call it a British saying or an English saying, but where there's a will, there's a way. You would have heard that before, I'm sure. Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that, and it's so true. And if you have a will and a desire, you're gonna figure it out. And I I salute you, and I want you to win, and I hope you do, and I hope you give yourself permission, and I hope you 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 learn how to use your, your fingers to do Google searches. And I hope you learn how to pick up the phone and ask for help or talk to somebody <laughs> and get that new information that's going to help you have that paradigm shift or get to where you want to be. There's co there's so many coaches out there. There's so much information. I mean, I'm talking to you right now, Adam. We had good calls before this where you're already, I'm not even a paid client. You're already giving me information and insight on different ways and methods. So, you know, you're a call away. You're an email away. <laughs> Exactly. That's how we bounce. That's how we bounce, my friends. It's all good. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, because um, I know that, you know, I know that there are some of the big influencers out there. And now I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm sure that we have quite a few fans here that listen to Gary. But he talks a lot about, hey, you need to be everywhere and anywhere. You need to be on every social media channel. You need to... I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is all very well, but ultimately mm -hmm. is it really gonna like my really really is it really necessary number one and number two like from your perspective when you're giving advice to people that are creating content how mm -hmm. do you plan the strategy for the content like is there a like a secret formula like hey you should do this and you should do that type of thing and I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this yeah so uh being omnipresent is valuable uh, it, it, it's necessary, especially at the higher levels. If you want to get to larger incomes, you want to build a global business, you want to be on everybody's forefront of their mind, then yeah, creating strategies to be omnipresent is very powerful. And I believe in, I believe Gary's right in that. Um, you know, so it, it, so that leads me to this. If you don't have huge aspirations to be, if you know that your freedom number is less than or doesn't require all that, then cool. That's fine too. Everybody's, everybody's journey is a little different. So, you know, match your plan with your purpose, right? Is that a good way to say that? 
match your plan with your purpose and your, your objectives. Um, so, you know, we, we, we don't give out, we, we try to make our advice and our strategies as simple as possible because the majority of people that we're talking with are not entrepreneurs first, they're creators first. And we want them to stay in that framework. We want them to enjoy what they're doing. We want them to create. And as a byproduct, we want them to monetize as simple as possible. So mm. when we're first talking with someone, then let's assume that they've done, they're, they're not monetizing their brand at all yet, really. You know, they've, they're making less than $100 a month. Or they're doing brand deals, kind of the, the initial tadpole phase. Yep. Yep. Uh, the strategy for them is very simple. You know, we, we get on a welcome call with them. We show them the platform. We get their gears going on how they can leverage the features and functionalities to monetize internally. And then we start giving them primitive sort of methodologies in which they can now start directing their third-party social media traffic back to their inner circle, their membership area. And those things include simple things like making posts and making stories. We give them a baseline on how to make a story and what the ingredients might be and show them an example of what one looks like. Um, we also oftentimes or sometimes we'll connect them to another creator that's in their niche so they can kind of watch and observe and kind of follow along. The other primitive method is uh, finding vertical channels. So let's assume it's, it's a model or somebody they can find a, a channel that does shout outs or does various, you know, uh, they have an audience already existing. We teach them how to find different brand partners or people to work in close proximity with. And then after that stage of, of initial launch, initial growth, initial warmer market has been had, right? And they're now, uh, in most cases, making residual and predictable income. Not, not everyone's the same. I can't make financial claims, but <laughs> a lot of times people are at a level where they've never been before. Okay, cool. Now it's phase two. Now we're going to start looking at PR opportunities. So we've created strategic alliances with companies internal of our, our company that makes it very easy for somebody to buy PR and to be listed and syndicated, um, which then could lead to blue check verification, which then leads to, you know, the kind of the next phases. Okay, maybe now you're ready to work with a marketing agency. Maybe now you're ready to work with brand protection companies, right? Because people are starting to steal your identity or people are trying to, you know what I mean? There's all these different phases and levels. Um, our goal is to really immediately help somebody get paid as fast as possible for posting. Yep. And then that triggers the enthusiasm and desire. Just out of curiosity, I mean, again, I, just a kind of a thought process here. I suppose when you're kind of at the beginning of the stages of, building a following right developing that mm -hmm. fan base or that kind of tribe like um community if you like would you say there is also a um a benefit should we say to double down on a maybe a single social media stream or whatever it might be initially and then kind of like you know expanding your reach as you've kind of like mastered one particular platform depending on where your audience is what's your thoughts on that that's an excellent question. I, I'm a systems guy and I, I am in the process of creating a system that syndicates and spider webs my content. So I'm Got focusing it. on a system that can be reused throughout all the different platforms. I do want to be as omnipresent as possible. 
So I'm testing constantly. So I don't know the exact answer to that. I feel like you, you should fail enthusiastically and be learning as you're testing your systems. But if, if people are interested in what I'm doing, I'm starting with a blog because yep. that gives me the script or a baseline, a good, a good resource of information that I can then turn into a video. Yep. And then that video can be translated to TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Reels, Twitter, LinkedIn, each having a different caption, using different hashtags. And my objective is twice, three times a week, be creating and casting out content through this spider web and limiting as much time and energy that I put into that while maximizing value. Yep. That so sense. that's, that's my process that I'm, I'm again, testing right now. Um, my hope is that it works really well and, uh, it's, it's awesome and it's scalable. Um, so we'll see. I, I, uh, I'm not the best video editor. So what do I do? You know, I, I find an editor, like <laughs> I work with a lot of virtual assistants or, you know, I, 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 I ask, um, and find opportunities there and, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what this test can do. But I think that's it's a unique strategy. I think it's going to work. You know, it's interesting, like your thought process of, I mean, it's interesting because you, you really take the uh, attribute of the whole kind of military thing, which is not being scared of failing, which I think where a lot of people are in that kind of mindset oh well, i'm gonna lose x amount of dollars or whatever it might be and i'm like hey and i don't want to fail because i can't afford to do this or whatever it is it's like making things so goddamn complicated ladies and gentlemen so. <laughs> i mean there's some cases where you don't want to fail and in that case you train 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 prep 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 if i was diffusing bombs in business <laughs> i'd want to really train and know that i've got it down pat and you bat you rehearse you do battle drills all this stuff and you gotta have muscle memory there's a time and a place for that uh most people aren't at the risk of dying while they're building their business i hope <laughs> so, so you got to look at what's the worst case scenario and not be paralyzed in perfectionism and you know I've, i suffer from that too man i'm in i'm in tech and i i don't i like things to be perfect and i like to cross my t's and dot my eyes but there is a time when you get off the fence and you get off the bench and you get in the damn game and and you let the market help you adapt and shift and you be ready to make those adaptations and shifts uh, enthusiastically. And, and, you know, for a lot of people that don't want to mess up or make mistakes, I get it, but it's so necessary to grow. Uh, the gym is the best analogy for that because you go there to, you go there to fail, but you, there's, there's, there's progress in the pain of resistance. Yeah. Agreed. So. I love that. Good analogy. Fantastic. Well, I know that we're coming towards the end of our, our chat and our interview and stuff like that. Do you have any sort of last words for our audience just before you, before we chime off uh, any thoughts? Um, if I could give, uh, I'm trying to think like if, you know, in 30 seconds, how could I help somebody? Uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I want you to, I want you to have belief. I want you to think and, and tactically plan about your ideal life and where, where, what that looks like, what that feels like, where that's at, and then create a plan, create a strategy on how you're going to get there and then have enough faith and belief and, and love yourself enough to realize that you're valuable enough to achieve that. And my best wishes are with you truly. Um, so that's all. 
and thank cool. and I'm, I'm grateful to be on the show adam i appreciate it i love what you're doing so thank you for your service and helping other people kind of flip the switch and it's great man truly appreciate that appreciate that well listen guys i hope that you have enjoyed my conversation our conversations with myself and and with tim as well if you would like to connect with tim then you can feel free to connect with him on the social media links below and if you do reach out to him by any chance uh, do mention the podcast and that you would uh, listen to us on our conversation and i'm sure that he'll be more than happy or one of his team members will be more than happy to to reciprocate reciprocate and and, and talk about whatever it is that you need to get done so um tim just want to say thanks very much for being on the show i really appreciate it Thank you, Adam. Loved it. And I look forward to staying connected with you, brother. All right, cool. Well, listen, guys, hope you've enjoyed today's show. Make sure before you go, okay, just make sure that if you've enjoyed today's show, make sure that you leave a review. I don't care if it's a one-star or a five-star review. If you've enjoyed today's conversations, please, 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 I would sincerely appreciate your feedback and uh and, and and that's really really from all for me so really appreciate you listening in and hopefully we'll see you and when you'll listen in to the next show that we have anyway from me and uh tim see you soon take care and have a great day bye-bye hey guys i just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the game changers experience i would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review doesn't matter one or a five star review whichever you prefer on any of the platforms whether it be on apple whether it be on spotify Podchaser, etc and please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast and if you have enjoyed our podcast then i look forward to seeing you on the next game change experience take care see you soon etc and please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast and if you have enjoyed our podcast then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Change Experience. Take care. See you soon.